reincarnation Number one pick in the nation I need my payment Man, I need my placement I am Welcome to the Camp Guard Nation show. I'm Jermaine Thompson. This is my co-host, Greg Barnett. We got another one for y'all today. Man, we got the man, the myth, <laughs> the legend, Omar Sharif Cooper in the house today, man. Appreciate you, man, coming. Thank you, man. Man, I've been wanting to do this show. We've been wanting to do this show since the beginning, man, since we were getting our guest list together, talking about who we, were gonna, who we wanted on the show. And you were definitely at the top of our list, man. For for obvious reasons, man. They say that um, a man is judged by his fruits, and you definitely left some good fruit behind on your journey, man. You know, you've done you've done some stuff, man. That parents would only dream of, a father would only dream of. You could not only have one kid playing professional basketball, but two of both genders. Mm-hmm. You know, and not only did you do that you were able to first start a dominant girls grassroots program and then repeat that with the boys. So I want to start because with you, I was thinking, I'm like, I want to start on a timeline because it's been like a timeline, man, from, from when you started this thing. So I want to start with the girls, man. Mm-hmm. How, did you, how, what, how, how did you start with Taya's, Taya's team? Well, actually, you know, Taya was, um, she was playing with the Pistols at the time. They was on the national championship team. And my partner, Damon, Damon Wilson, yeah. you're familiar with Damon. His daughter, Dominique, was on the team with Percy. And um, I think he was breaking up the team. He wasn't doing it anymore. And so Dominique really didn't have a, a, a team, you know, to, to, to play on. So I told Damon, you know, let's just start a team for Dominique to you know, try to get in college. At that point, she didn't have any looks, you know what I mean? She was pretty much like a sophomore, going to a junior year. And so we started the team. We brought Taya. We brought, you know, Mia. We brought Dominique and Diamond and all those girls together. And we just... Age, real quick. What age were they? Uh, well, Taya was like in the seventh grade. Okay, so middle school age. Okay. No, she was in the seventh, but the rest of them was high school. High school. Oh, so we was playing oh, at 17U. Oh, wow. Yeah. She was playing 17U in seventh grade? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, mind you, when she was in the sixth grade, going she was in the fifth grade, going to the sixth, they had an all-American camp at uh, I think Southwest uh, High School, South uh, Westlake, maybe I don't remember where it was, but um, Skyla Diggins, uh, I mean a bunch of Kelsey uh, Kelsey Bones, uh, a bunch of girls, man. Brittany Grind, I think, was in it. It's a bunch of girls in there. Taylor was going to the sixth grade, and she went and played with the 17-year-olds, and she ended up making an all-star game and all of that stuff, and that's how she became the number one kid in the country. So her playing 17U was just it was natural ever since sixth grade. So she, so how, how old was she when she became the number one player in the country? I think she was 10, 10 or 11. Wow. 10, actually 10. She was going to the sixth grade, and Nard, you know, Nard, yes, Celtics, Nard, Nard put her on his, his 17U and started her first tournament out playing against Mariah Jefferson and you know uh what's the girl name with the um went to Duke she went to Duke lefty 
really, really good. She she was around Mariah Jefferson age. Okay. And so we played against them. I think we was at mm, maybe in Texas somewhere. She was from Texas. She had a brother who who went to Texas that had an accident. Um she she's she's a cool kid, cool parents. But she they was really good. And Taya was just going into the sixth grade. And she was holding. Was Brittany grinded. Brittany grinded back then too. Like, could you see it? Like, she was going to be. She was, yeah, definitely. Was she? How tall was she back then? Definitely. Her and Kelsey Bones was just. That's ridiculous. Same height. Same height. Yeah. Gotcha. No. So. Let me ask you this. So she became the number one player. She played seventeen and under. So she was playing seventeen and under from age. Ten? Did you say ten? Mm-hmm. All the way up. Mm-hmm. That, that that that's that's unheard of, man. That's 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 unheard of. Did you coach her every year? Yeah. Okay. yeah, well she was playing with the pistols first, so, right. so Lanny that. Lanny was coaching a uh fifth and sixth grade. I think they won a national championship and then that was it. The sixth grade, when she was going to the sixth grade, she started playing for Nard the end of the summer. Gotcha. Pistols wasn't supposed to play anymore. So she played with Nard, he played a seventeen U. And the following year that's when we started AOT. Yeah. And I and I remember I was coaching girls basketball back then. That's when I first started. I kept hearing about I kept hearing about this girl Taya Cooper, mm-hmm. and I think I went, I think it was her first high school game, and the, I, I forgot exactly where it was, but I remember the gym, the gym was packed. Norcross, Norcross. It was it was packed, man. They were just talking about this girl Taya Cooper, but did you? So did let me ask you this: Was there anything marketing that went into what you was doing with her, like in terms of like? Making her like, cause she was almost. It was almost like she was a. She was almost like a. a, a, a phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. She was a phenomenon. The dude. She was like that. I had to come see who everybody was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, like she was a phenomenon. So was there marketing that went into what she was doing? Well, it was more so like you know, Ted didn't like basketball, right? So. I was just trying to get her to play, get her to play, get her to play. And, you know, a lot of my friends call her opposite girl. Like, she's going to do the opposite of what you want. So mm-hmm. she was not buying into it. You know, she just didn't like it. So when we moved down here from Jersey, we came to Atlanta. A lot of the friends in the school was playing. And, you know, um, I asked her if she want to play, said no. So she finally changed her mind. But before then, and then even around that time, like, I used to always give her a Sprite bottle and say, look, act this commercial out. So we always had, like, cameras in her face or faking the role like she was doing a commercial wow. or she was acting and she was modeling. So, you know, wow. I'm talking about from like six, seven years old. Wow. So, you know, she wrote a little rap. She used to rap it, rapping in front of people. So she kind of was like a natural because she always envisioned, you know, always envisioned her being in front of the camera. Wow. Yeah. So back up a little bit. Your your history, you you didn't play high school basketball. I played, you played freshman year. Yeah. You had a love for basketball. Mm-hmm. Do you think she still would have been who she is if you didn't have a love for basketball? Mm-hmm. Meaning, like, you, you see what I'm saying? If 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 you like baseball, maybe, or football, mm-hmm. do you think she would have been a natural at this or you instilled in her for your love because of your love? I think she was a natural athlete, like, right? So, like, I remember she, before she could even walk, I was telling people she's going to be the number one player in the country. Mm. People looking at me like I'm crazy. This is before she touched the ball, before she even walked. But I seen the competitiveness when it came to just fighting over a bottle. Like, nah, that's enough. No, give it back. Like, you know, tussling and fighting. And then when she was able to ride a bike, I think she was like four years old, and she fell and was pissed, was hot. 
to the point where she jumped back on the bike and she kept falling, but she wouldn't stop until she rode it. And she rode it without the training wheels. She didn't want the training wheels on it. Mm. You know, on the monkey bars, she would stay on the monkey bars the longest, flip the longest. She was athletic with the right hand, with the left hand. Really couldn't tell what hand she was. And she was really strong, really competitive, and had an attitude. So I seen that. Even with crawling and crawling up the steps, she was walking at like six months, seven months. So, yeah, I peeped on all those characteristics you need to be a great, you know, basketball player. She had them before she even walked. So at that point, did you say, I got to keep my hands on her? Well, you gave her the nod first, the Pistons. I mean, gave it to the Pistons for Celtics, but she was on the Pistons first. At what point did you say, I got to keep my hands on her in terms of coaching? Well, I already was training her, right? Like training her. And as far as the team-wise is concerned, she was playing for the Pistons. They had a great team, so she was good with that. I wasn't planning on coaching. I wasn't planning on, you know, making a team or any of that. Like, I wanted to stay where I was. Mm-hmm. But I had to try to help out Dominique. You know, Dominique didn't have a team. She didn't have a situation. So, for me, it's like, all right, well, we got to have this team. Who am I going to get? I got to get the people that's in our area, right, to play for this team to try to help her get into college. So, I had to take Taya, right? I had to take me. I had to take Patches and Diamond and all so these. they were all in the same area, Diamond and all of them? Diamond wasn't in the same area. Okay. But I knew Diamond since she was like in the sixth grade. You know, always been a fan of her. And I knew she was going to be what she was back in fifth, sixth grade. Lexi too? Lexi Lexi came the following year, I want to say. She came okay. the following year. Okay. This year we had some of some. So Nard had some, a, a group of kids. And we had five or six. And we put like four or five of his with ours. And then we just took off. So I, it, was no, it wasn't no plan to, to coach these, these kids. But the okay. plan was to get Dominique in college, and we didn't have any team to put on, so we had to make our own. So was y'all, did y'all start traveling all over the country, or you just? This, this was Damon. So for me, I'm just like, look, let's get let's get some scrimmages, you know what I'm saying? Let's get our feet wet. But Damon, he just, he don't care. He want to play the best. He want to beat the best, regardless of what the, what the roster looked like. Right. So, you know, we got in the gym. We put extra hours in. We was in there in the morning, early morning, late nights. And, um... You know, we hit the ground running, and all those girls. I mean, we started out at the back of the line, but by the time the summer was always the number one team in the country. Oh, bro, that I don't think this meant that that, that was probably the most dominant girls' team, grassroots team in Georgia. I don't. I, do, can you recall another team since then that's been more dominant than that team was? No, nah, not really. No, I mean, and then it was that year. Then the following year too, we was, no, we, no, was, was we was incredible. I mean, because at that point. I remember when they was in high school, um, um, my son and then when we, cause they were like mm-hmm. eight, eight, nine years old. I remember we was like in Chick-fil-A and McDonald's and they walked in and it was like, they were superstars to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They knew who they were. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I just remember that was the, that, that team was probably the most dominant team, feet girls team that I, that I had seen. Well, that year, all 11 of them, you know, Taya has scholarship offer since fifth grade right and um but all 11 kids oh well not tell you she didn't go but all rest 10 went high level division one then wow. the following year we had 10 kids all went high level division one so the roster was was crazy it, it was a crazy roster so yeah. so that's that's interesting you say that because and i gotta say this because of our viewers you if you didn't make that move they might not have went to school like that helped them pairing them together with yes. people that was better. Because, you know, in this day and age, it all changed. So everybody's like, 
you got some people, you got some parents and, and coaches that want their kid, not coaches, some parents that want their kid to be the star of the team. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But here it is, you put together a situation, it sounds like, that helped everybody. So you had all the coaches at court six. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you don't you ain't getting that one. You want that one? Mm -hmm. I got this one coming off the bench yes. that can play in your conference. But you know, I'm listening because you got people here now, like but, 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 but see, that's the thing. And me and him have had talks. That was his secret sauce, man. Mm -hmm. I think in terms of, and we're gonna get more into it. We're, gonna, yeah. we're definitely gonna get more into it because, um, because like I said, I didn't, I, I didn't know him with the girls, but I knew him with, I saw what he did with the boys. Mm -hmm. And um, I think just like you said, for our viewers, it's so. But if you got a good group. You yeah. keep them. You keep yeah. them together. Don't let egos and all that yeah. because as they get older, they're going to help each other out. Like yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. the coaches are coming to court six, right? And and instead of talent being spread off, mm -hmm. spread all out, right? Yeah, makes sense. What I'm saying. Yeah, but I think it could work either way. You know, I think that the most important piece is number one, you got to be ten toes in, right? And the parents need to see that. The parents see you ten toes in. They see development. You know, they see their kids improving, mm -hmm. right? Not just on the court, but off the court, like their parents, you know, um, the way they're speaking, right? Like, so we don't just teach basketball. Right. It's more so on discipline, it's structure, you know, it's holding yourself accountable. It's making sure that they look good, making sure that they speak well, right? right? And then making sure that we're in the gym 10 times more than they are. So now when I get to speak to the, to the parent, you know, every kid is different. I get to explain how... What I'm doing for your kid or what we're doing for your child, this is why it's going to work for your child. And I got examples of where your child is going, right. who I think he or she reminds me of, and the direction that I think um, we need to take to get them to, to the promised land, which is the league. And so um, once you sit the parent down and you give them the blueprint of their child and they can see progress in that direction, then they'll listen. And, and it don't matter if it's 20 superstars on the team or just one. Because sometimes you have to, if it's just one kid on the team that's really, really great, they want to play with other great people. Yeah. So you got to convince that parent that this is the best situation for them, just as well Especially as... Especially if it's the position. Because yeah. if you're a guard, you want to play with a big that can finish, mm -hmm. right? You know what I mean? So you don't necessarily want to be that guard out there just trying to go for 30 and you ain't winning and you ain't getting no, re you know, ain't nobody getting a reads and all of that. That's why it's all about development. It's yeah. about where you're going. It's about where you're going, cause if I'm, if I'm, if I'm, if we just talking about the game, mm -hmm. and you want to play with a big, and that's fine, y'all win a thousand games, but is that gonna help you get to the next level? Is it gonna help you, you know, survive and, you know, excel at the next level? I don't know. What's your philosophy with playing versus training? Playing games versus training? Well, I believe that when you play games, you're really showcasing what you've been working on, right? It's just like. You know, you got an album, you record the album, you rock the album. When you get on stage, you got to perform the album. If you ain't got no album, you ain't been in the studio, <laughs> you get on stage, what you going to say? You know, yeah. so when you, when you, if you're not training, you're not developing, when you get to play, you're going to showcase that. Right. That you haven't been training, you haven't been developing. If you've been training and developing, when you get to the game, you're going you're to showcase that. And then the people who looking for talent to come to their level, they're going to be able to see what you've been doing the last. Do you believe you can get training by playing? As you know, we, we probably close in age. When we came up, there was no, there wasn't that, there wasn't a lot of training cones and all that. 
So we we went to the park Sunday and you got better by playing hard and staying on the court. You know, if you lose, lost, it was about a four, three, four game wait. That's training. That's what I'm at. So, right. So that's training. That's training. Jermaine, so I think your question was trying to say more with a trainer or no? Yeah. You know, like now, everybody got a trainer with the cones and right, all of that. Right. And I'm, and, but okay, so there's different types of training. There you go. Okay. I got there's, you. There's, there's different types of training. different types of right. training. Okay. And what, and what I've heard about Cool. Mm-hmm. is that it's not just see it's not just about the 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 physical trait of going through the cones. It's meant like when y'all be in the gym, from what I hear, it's like they going through mental training. That mental toughness, mental toughness doesn't come when they hit the court. Mental toughness is basically that hap- that's happening behind closed doors as well. Yeah, and and, and I'm gonna wait till you switch gears to the boys, to his kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember when I first got down here a little bit after looking at the joints on YouTube in the in the yard, the y'all was the ALT Rebels, I think. Yeah, the, 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 he put he put this out there on his YouTube, and I saw how he trained his two his two goons. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm gonna wait till you go into the, to the guys yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you've yeah. been in the gym. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've been with the gym with us. But what you're saying is that's still training. That's mental training, right? Because now. You're training yourself to be competitive. competitive you're right. training yourself that every shot matters, right? right? So if you do that for two years, right, and you get on the court where college coaches is watching, you're displaying, playing every Sunday, right, and, and being and, and being held accountable so that you can play the next game. Because if you lose, you're off the court. Mm. So it's, it's it's a lot of different ways to train, but again, you have to train, mm-hmm. right? You have to, but mm-hmm. you know you can train and and um pick up bad habits as well. Yeah. You know, like when you got a you got a trainer and <clears throat> they rebounding for you or they right. telling you what move to do. Right? Yeah. Now you gotta play. It's all instant. Now you're a robot. Yeah. You're a robot yeah. if you go that route. Mm. Cone heads as you call them. cone kids. Cone, cone kids. You call them cone kids. Yeah, they just Okay. They, they, the cones don't move. Like he said, the cones don't talk shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're cone kids. But um I want I wanted to kind of go back because you you was talking about Taya. Monkey bars, mm-hmm. doing you know, riding the bike, falling. Up. So she hasn't always been girly girl like she is. No, now? she was always girly girl, dress wise, dress wise. Like she like it's crazy, man. Like so, how old was she? She might have been five. And um, her older sister Mia was playing St. Rocco's League in North New Jersey, and um, they were short a player. So they looking around and saying, anybody want to play? And I'm like, Taya, go play. Like go help your sister. And she like. No, I'm like, just go there. How old like, she? She five. Okay. And I'm like, if you don't go, then me and can't play. Like, be, be help her. She like, oh boy. So she went over there. She got on a skirt. <laughs> she got on a skirt. And she put in a plater, you know, with a skirt wow. with so you know barrettes in the hair and all wow. that. And she played and didn't know what was going on. Like, she down here, all nine down here playing. I'm like, Taya, go down there. She like. Oh, yeah. down there. So, nah, she had on a dress. Her first game, she had on a dress. She was five years old. So, 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 how you feel about you know her being like she's big? Ba- she she has become the glam the glam girl of women's basketball, man. You know how, I mean, what's your thought? I mean, she did a sports illustrate, great sports illustrate sh- shoot the whole nine. She gotta be tough as a dad. Nah, because I like again, like I. Prepped her for that, right? Like I prepped her. Doing Sprite commercials when she's five. Yeah, I prepped her for that, and then also Taya, some of that is natural. She used to play with like lip gloss in a sock. 
you know, chapstick in a sock. Like, time outs, she glossing up her lips, she doing her hair. I'm like, Taya, pay attention. She like, okay, like wow. doing her hair, you know, wow. brushing her hair, time outs. Like, she oh. always wanted to play basketball, but she know I just thing where she like, you know, you know, keep it cute, ladies. Like, you know, one, two, three, hard work, four, five, six, keep it cute. Like, wow. this is her thing, right? So wow. now, oh. you know, everybody being able to see it, but she been doing it since a child. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. All right. So now let's move on. So you you sit 10, 11 girls to high D1, mm-hmm. right? They on their way. Now you got Sharif and Omar mm-hmm. coming up, right? Like how old were they when you started with them? Mm-hmm. Probably like, I think they was like six, mm. five or six. Mm. They was like five or six and they was playing in the, uh, you know, it's playing rec ball. But um, every time we tried to go and, and uh, try out for a team, they just would they wouldn't make the team. You know, we can't try out for your team. You cut them too. No, no you, 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 you cut them too. You keep saying that. You keep you saying cut them too. Like you know, but it it wasn't like they can't play. It just kind of like you got cut. You got cut from Young Life. <laughs> yes, yes, oh, oh, you, know, you know, Young Life. I'm playing with Young Life. Yo, listen, man, listen, listen. I, I'm, I'm going to get back to your thing, but okay. we played Young Life when I was a kid. Right. And they had um, Marquise. They had Marquise. I was on that team. I was, I was on that team. team. Marquise, we had... Um, Corey. 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 Corey that went to Providence. Darcy and Corey mm-hmm. ended up going to Providence. Um, Mar- yeah, Kelly Thompson went to Florida State. Oh, no, he said Marquise. I know Marquise. Marquise. And I know Corey. Marquis, Marquis, the guard, the, the guard, right? point guard. Yeah, Marquis, yeah. yeah. Him, him and yes. Corey, yes. They, they was the, they was them dudes. Was it Corey right? Wright? Corey Wright. Corey Wright. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they had the purple and yellow purple and white. And you yeah. know, yeah. they, you know that's his dad, right? Who? You didn't tell him that's your dad that you coached him? Young Life is my father. I didn't know that. Now, I don't see that stuff. Now, he was only on the team because his dad was his dad. He was not making the I don't know that. I don't know. You wouldn't have looked at him. I didn't know you had no ties with Young Life. Period. <laughs> Are you serious? Did you think he had any ties in basketball? <laughs> no, I mean, New York. I didn't. I never knew you from up top or none of that. Right, I just right. thought you was a down here. I thought. I thought okay. His dad started Purple Gang Young Life, Salem Church. Nah, see, I don't ask questions. So right. You know okay, I mean? go ahead. So I want to hear this. Wow, that's on. crazy. So, so wow. they come out. We playing them in, in in Jersey, and um, they come out with the damn man. They got the yellow, white, and purple uniform. They got the they got the is Magic that Johnson. Lad, got, or is that is this the All Star game out in Trenton, New Jersey? Lad. This nah, this ain't this ain't this ain't North Jersey. Yeah, this this is just I think it was just a matter of fact. It was um, it was we see in the play we was playing in the tournament in North. Uh, what was it? I think it was six feet and under. Little last tournament. Small fry. Small, small fry. Small fry. Small fry. Small fry. So they because I remember they had the small baskets. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they come out. They got the jerseys. They got the uh the the uh. The sailor flash. The sweatsuits. Yeah, yeah, the sweat yeah, yeah. sweatsuits. They got the a breakaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the magic John. Ja, ja, the Converse. The Converse. Uh, uh, they got the purple and gold yeah, basketball. Yeah. Hey, yo, we in the, we in, the, uh, in the locker room putting on these tight uniforms, <laughs> man. Some people had red. Some people had red. Yeah. It's looking terrible, bro. So I remember they coming out, man. They throwing, coming down, throwing behind the leg, no look passes, behind the back. I'm like, what the hell just happened, man? Right. You know, and me. I remember Dashaun Simpson's nickname, Dot I mean, we was, you know, we was really took it personal. You know right. what I'm saying? Because we we was so competitive and we right. was really trying to trying to win that game. We ended up losing, but the flair that they the, came out there the, with, my man. My father says the flash. It's yeah, the man, like, 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 like the your, your father, I ought to thank your father for that because honestly, that's where 
Wow. I got that whole mentality of wow. dress good, look good, play good. You That's know what I mean? It crazy. came from way back then. That's crazy. That's yeah, so salute, salute to your pops, man. Dope. For that. That's crazy that you did not know that. I'm tripping on right. that. Well, when he looks at you, he don't think of you whatever, as a basketball whatever, player. Whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but um, wow, that's that's something, dude. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Young life. All right. Back to um, so when you started with 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 you, you said I cut. Yeah. So I, I, so I, I yeah, I, you them. know we brought we we used to take them to to take him Isaac Jair Sharif to take them to to try out for some teams and mostly people. I mean, it was good enough, but, you know, for that age group, but I think most of the people already had, they, you know, we already got our team, so to speak, so I couldn't find them a team. So um, I think they ended up winning the, the, the rec ball championship, and then, you know, they moved to Rome, you know, the thing in Rome, so we ended up winning that. And um, once we won that. But go back. See, I wanted to, I, I, me and you talk. They, you took, but wasn't, didn't you say how you, how you met them? How did you meet Isaac? You know, they had got that like you brought them together from when they got cut, that they had got cut, right? No, nah, they didn't get cut. They um we was we was um I think Damon knew the director of the rec ball team. Okay. And and since um Omar Sharif was twins, I'm like, look, they gotta play on the same team because right. I can't, you know Be two yeah, places at one time. Yeah, went two places at one time. So they said, Okay, you can keep them on the same team, but they can't be a part of the, the little workout, you know, the little draft, you know, yeah, make layups and stuff. Yeah. Can't be a part of that. They never seen them play. Right. But keep them over there. And what happened is, since you picking them and not letting them be a part of the draft, you have to take the kids who wasn't chosen. Right. And then they could all be on that team. So you got to make a team out of that. So I'm like, all right, fine, no problem. You know what I mean? So we left and just give me the kids who don't get picked up. And that's how we made our team. And we ended up winning every game. You know, but again, in the gym, 24-7, and these parents looking at me like I'm crazy. Right. But I got to explain to them why we doing this. Yeah. And so we win all the games. We go to Rome. They put a crazy team together. Ant-Man, Kyrie, w Walker. Oh, right? That's the awesome. That was your team then. It wasn't yeah, your team. Yes, it was. We played y'all in the state championship? Nah. Nah, well, I don't think it was your team. Ant-Man Kyrie, was, they, they was... That was y'all for AAU, though, probably. He talking about rec. Oh, this is rec. Yeah, it's rec ball, and we went to we went to Rome. This is before they even. I think they because Sharif was six, Isaac was like seven. Okay. And so we went out to Rome, and they put this super team together. Okay. We down by eighteen at halftime, and I tell them like, listen, if y'all win this game, I start an AAU team with you guys. And they they just looking around, and I, I remember like it was yesterday. Sharif came out had like twenty five in the second half. Wow! And just he was doing stuff out. When I seen him doing all that stuff, I was like, look, I knew he was gonna be good. You right. know what I'm saying? I knew both of them was gonna be good, but he was doing stuff that you know, as a coach, you've seen it all. You like, okay, this is the play, that's the move. You could kind of see it before happening. He was doing things, and I'm like, what the. That I, I I never seen happen before, and he was doing it as a kid. So they won that game, and that's what birthed AOT for the boys. Wow, you know what I mean? yeah. Wow, that is, that's that's that. It, it, look, you take the kids that know nobody else won, mm -hmm. and now you got guys that high division one NBA players. That's lottery, lottery mm -hmm. like what? Right, lottery. That is that's what I'm saying. Right, like, and the I crazy part, and this is what I'm trying yeah. to tell you, like, so. We ended up going to the MITs. That's what we seen y'all at, right? And we make it to the final four. This is our first I remember. match. I remember. Right? right? Yeah, we make it to the final four. We end up losing the final four. And um, it was that 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 tournament where I said, you know, we're not ready. 
You know, we're we not ready. So, um, not that we just didn't win it. It's just the way we lost. Like, we was just trying to, the boys was tall. They was they, they was a little step ahead of us. So, sure. you know, they picking off our passes. We trying to throw over the head passes where they should be bounced passes. There's little things that I've seen we need to work on. So, that was when we just disappeared. Right? Like, we disappeared from that tournament all the way to we just was Y'all was like 10 though at that point, though. No. Right? Mm-mm. We was because, no, you had, it, Isaac was like nine. Sharif was like eight. Oh, so it was like it was nine. It was second grade. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it, 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 it was second grade. It, it was nine because I because by that time we were traveling all over the country. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I want to go into that too. Yeah, because I know, like no, right no, now, Isaac was eight. It was eight and under, I think, or nine. No, and under. It was nine and under. Nine, nine and under. under. Isaac was eight, and because we always played up. Yeah, Isaac was nine. Sharif was eight. We played up, but the thing was, um. We disappeared after that. Y'all because, disappeared. Yeah, we disappeared because I'm like, look, parents, they want to go play games, 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 games. So my motto was like, listen, let's just disappear, man. Like, we're going to work, we're going to work, we're going to work. We work, man. We scrimmage. We scrimmage kids three, four years older than us. Um, we always played against the taller kids. I had kids that I was training, Michael Young, Tony Parker, Damon Wilson, all them kids that played in college and that was in high school or just big middle school kids. Yeah they would come beat up on us and all that stuff, right? So we was just getting better, getting better. By the time we popped back up on the scene, I think in the sixth grade, even then we were still playing against high school kids. Mm-hmm. We were going to high school tournaments that, uh, what's my guy? Uh, my guy, he ran the high school tournaments. He ran the high school tournaments at, um, ah, man. Here in Atlanta? Harold. How, 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 yeah, so how ran all of, you know, talks, but he would let us play against the high school kids. Mm. You know, that's, that's, we come in, we got to play against the high school kids. We play against the high school, we would win some games, some games we lose by a last second shot. So it was real, real competitive. And mind you, they ain't even in middle school yet. Yeah. So we was in the back gyms and then we was training, but we didn't care about winning. So now when we finally got to play in the, uh, in, in the tournaments, we where our age, because people like, oh, I remember, we went to New Jersey, right? My guy, Darvin, he had a team. He said he was number two in the country. We just went up there to plan a showcase just to, you know, people that I knew. And um, he's like, man, we number two in the country. Like, I ain't never heard of y'all. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's cool. He like, yo, but why y'all don't play? I'm like, bro, we just at the gym. We working. So he like, man, I want to see that. I heard they could play a little bit. I want to see him. We number two in the country. We got this kid, right? This kid, right? I'm saying, Dog, y'all can't beat us in no basketball, man. So we kept arguing, arguing. I said, you know what? This is what we do. You get a gym. You set it up. We're going to come up there. Set it up. We come up there. Now, mind you, these... they supposed was in sixth grade? It was in sixth grade. We was in the sixth grade. And they team was in the sixth grade, right? And um, Omar Sharif was in uh, fifth grade. And, and so he like, let's do it. So we get the gym. Pat Jim, you know what I mean? We set it up in the game form. You flew up there for one game? We flew up there to play in like a, uh, it was like a, um, we was playing in a, uh, a tournament, but then you said, let's do nah, it. No, it wasn't a tournament. Like, so, um, my kid's grandparents had passed away. So it was like a thing for him. Mm-hmm. Right. So we just come up there and just, yeah, just, just play. Like they had games going all night. So we, of course, his grandkids going to yeah. play in the game. So they was going to play in that. But, this dude just keep harassing me about playing this team. They number two in the country, so forth and so on. But we went up there, we set up the game, beat them by 50, man. Damn. So then he started asking me, like, you was asking me, like, yo, where the, like, what you doing? Like, what, what are y'all doing with these kids? Like, why are they not on the circuit, so forth and so on? I said, man, listen, it's about 
development, bro. Like right now, nobody cares how good they are in middle school. But if they keep developing when they get to high school, it's going to matter. And that's where they're going to separate themselves. He got, he, let me tell you, let me say this. Because we played, our, our squad probably played y'all about two, three times, whatever. I remember one time. It was, it was at least twice we played y'all. I probably wasn't there. Yeah. I remember once. Well, y'all, at that, at that point, like, you know, we would beat y'all, mm-hmm. right? I remember the, the last time we played y'all was eighth grade. Remember in Augusta? It was a gut. Remember the, the, the first. The, I remember the one time we played y'all. Y'all had, um, I think Kyle Sturdivant was playing for y'all. He was. I remember we, Kyrie, Kyle, yeah. your son. Yeah. Um, I remember we played y'all that time. We lost that game. That's the game I remember. All right. But, As an eighth grade team, I don't know. Rem- so remember when Peach Jam, remember we went up to Peach Jam with that first, it, what is it called? The, um, the, the middle school. Something are you talking with Ant Man on your team? Yeah, Ant-Man. okay, I remember. But but we but we had we had separated at that time. We just said we're gonna put this squad together. Yeah, we just to go up there and play. Yeah, because anyway, we had broke the team. And we said we're gonna put the, put this squad together just to go up there. But I was like, they not gonna beat us. Like I was I was I was talking shit. You know what I'm saying? I was like, they not they not gonna beat us. But to see the development, bro, at that time, and that's what that's when everything clicked for me on the formula for this because we and this is for our viewers g the over what we did wrong we we had one of the top teams in the country mm-hmm. but we overexposed the kids and we overexposed the parents where it's too early they got to see too much and then it was like oh we had we had kids so now our parents are chasing the national championship well that, that that's and that's what i was going to ask him yeah with the way things are now social media crazy everybody's just like Every age group, AAU, there's probably like five different yeah. national championships, mythical, na- cha- mythical national championships, AAU, Adidas, yeah. Nike Junior, whatever it may be. You think you can, and, and with the social media going on right now, yeah. everybody's chasing that. They got highlight reels, they all want rankings and all of that. You think you could pull that off in this day and age with Good the way gosh. parents are now? We came, we came up in that age. I think it's I think it's worse, uh, it's worse now. now. I think it's worse now. Cool. I think it's worse now. I'm being I mean, honest with but you. But you gotta remember it was social media. Like I only I start we started lifestyle two years ago. So before COVID hit, I mean it was the same thing. Like well, all our kids. Young. I'm talking about younger. younger. I'm talking about younger. younger. The need to travel. I'm thinking the need everybody like you said, like and you just said, they all these parents think you gotta go to John Lucas tournament. Mm-hmm. You gotta go here. My kid gotta be ranked. And as you said, Nobody's thinking about rankings and all that, what you are. So that's what, when you're putting these teams together right now, these are what these parents are asking for. The the difference is we didn't put the team together. You know what I'm saying? Like we developed the kids. Every single, talking about the male team, every single person on our team didn't have a father that played ball. Right? Like no, nobody. There was no basketball people in their family. They were just... Good kids. They was kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then as developing them and having them and, and, and instilling this this work ethic and this discipline in them, they became Division One basketball players, right? So I didn't have a lot to fight against. That's number one. Number two, though, again, I think that the value is in explaining. Mm-hmm. If you can put the work in, right, and if you can explain, if you can articulate to the parent, you know, the, the direction that we're going and why this is going to work for your child. And you can sit down with them, look them in the eye, and they can say, you know what? I'm going to rock with you, right? 
And then you just, you know, again, you, you're saying things, but then you're proving yourself by what you're saying. And they're seeing improvement. I don't think it'll be a problem. Even when you come, like, even now, I still have to talk to these kids about social media yeah. and, and wanting, you know, um, followers and, and video and all yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And again, what are you putting out there? You got to put out something that these people want to see. Yeah. Ant-Man went to college with probably 30,000 followers. He left college with probably 75,000. He got about, he got millions now. Right. But he didn't care about showcasing himself. DJ Wagner, Dewan Wagner's son. Yeah. He don't, he's not interested in that. Right. He still got a Nike deal. He's still the number one kid in the country. Right. The NBA don't care about that. Mm. They don't care about your following. At one time they did though. Man, they no? don't, about what? Following? Not yeah. NBA? They yeah. do no. not care no. about your following. They do not care about your your social media presence. You know what I mean? You think if, if it, somebody if, was drafted because of I I I mean it's a business, man. I mean I've no, had this conversation. No, no. They do not care about your following. Put the ball in the hole. They do not care about well, so now if 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 they'll look at it to see your character. Right. They don't care about your following. They don't care about, you know, your videos and they don't they care so less. The following that if, if the following has nothing at all to do with the NBA or a professional sport wanting you in at all. No. None. Okay. Zero. NFL zero. Zero. Go look at the go 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 look at each draft class, right? And look at the popular kids. Right. And then look at the kids who are getting drafted. Mm -hmm. There's there's no social media presence for those kids you know what i mean they, they, they could care less about that but um so you know and georgia tech you always to keep the main thing the main thing right like the main thing is basketball the main thing is development if people if, if you attract cameras if you attract an audience by keeping the main thing the main thing then fine fine if you can't then keep the main thing the main thing until they come because if you go looking for it now the main thing ain't the main thing. Right. And so when it's time for you to be in that spotlight, you can't deliver. So you turn off the people who it really matter to. The NBA executives, right? You know, the, the D1 college coaches. They're not impressed because you're playing for the camera. And after doing that since fifth grade, mm -hmm. now in 11th grade, there's no substance. So you, you had your girl. They went pro. You got the kids team coming up. Do you find yourself in Atlanta having a lot of people trying to get their kid on your team? Man, listen, man. I've had I've had AAU coaches and programs not only talk to me by trying to listen, man, you should be a dad, you know, just take a back seat. That's, you know, that's what yeah, that's listen, what I want to know. We're the number one team in the country. Right. Taya is the number one player in the country. Right. And they telling me to just sit back, just be a dad, you know, just you know, let her come over here. Now mind you, they went through me yeah. and they also went through her. Went through her mom. <laughs> nah, they ain't stopped. And then and then you would think they'd be like, okay. This guy's pretty good. He know what he's doing. So now, Sharif is the number one player in the country. Right. Got the number one team in the country. This is not until high school, though, right? For him, yeah. This yeah, is high school. High school well, well, no, in middle school, too. You, uh, okay. Um, you can get no accolades. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. um, that's my man name, Tennessee. Called me. Uh, called me, like, telling me the same thing. Like, look, he wanted to put him with Tiger Campbell and uh, Darius Garland. Oh, uh, yeah, he's gonna put them on a uh, on a, on a team, but he was gonna let them play up with them. But again, we had our own team, right? This was right after because Sharif was in the seventh. This is after we lost in championship in the uh, NYBL. Mm -hmm. He was trying to get him to play. with We them. all can go. Yeah, trying to get him to play with them, and telling me again, like, "Yo, Coop, don't worry about it." You know what I'm saying? Like, we got it. You know, just you know, you could be a parent, you could watch the game, so forth and so on. So, but respectfully, he can. That's my guy too. You know what I'm saying? Um. But there's te there's teams and 
people who went straight directly to Sharif, trying to pry him away from Damn. you know that AOT. How dumb <laughs> was that? Listen, man, they do it. They did it, and it's like it's, to me, it's a compliment. Right. Um. You know, I don't take it as you know disrespect. It's, it's really a compliment, but. Yeah, they do it. Did you ever, let me ask you this word. I'm going to give you this phrase or whatever you want to call it. With all that success with them too, this before they got pro, did they ever come at you and call you the daddy ball coach? That's, that was a question that had. Me. My fault. No, you good. You good. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Did you hear it? And if you heard it, did you care about it? Did you? Did you... I never heard that. Okay. I never heard that from, I never heard that directly, you know, um, I think I might have heard somebody tell me that somebody else was saying it. You know what I mean? Not nobody on our team or nobody directly that can, yeah. can tell me. But um, I've heard whispers of, you know, maybe not daddy ball, but maybe like, yo, that's Sharif team. If you go over there, you know, he going to show favoritism for Sharif or, you know, stuff like that for kids who may have wanted to come play with us. So a good question is this. Do you, if a kid, if a kid uh, 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 came on that was a point guard, a uh, nice point guard or whatever, come want to come to AOT, do you, do you say, nah, we good mm -hmm. because nah, we we good like and, and this kid is nice, mm -hmm. we say nah, we good because you know your son is the is the point guard, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Do you do you reject that or do you or, or do you bring would you bring <laughs> a kid in? First of all, I have nothing to do with my son. You know what I'm saying? It has something to do with the player, right? I don't. If it was LeBron James and we got Isaac Okoro, I'm I'm staying with Isaac Okoro because we're in the developmental stage of Isaac Okoro. And once I decide like this, the kid we going with him, whether it was Isaac, whether it was Allen, whether it was Quentin, whether it was Jet, didn't matter who who the kid was. Um, if we're developing this kid, I can't have somebody come and disrupt his development. You understand what I'm saying? And, and but the same the same thing with another kid. If I can't see how I can develop you and get you to the next level the same way I can these kids, then I'll just I won't take it. Not that you ain't good enough. You may be ten times better than the kid I got. Right. But you need to go somewhere where you're gonna develop and keep going in your direction right. and I need to keep developing my kids. So if you talk about Sharif, you know, there was points where Sharif wasn't the point guard. Isaac was. Mm. Right? There was points where I'm trying to figure out because we got Sharif, Jair, Jet, and Omar, all four of them. They all point guards. And so we just trying to figure out, you know, who going to run this team because right now it's by committee. We defense turn to offense. And Sharif just, you know, just through competitiveness, through film, watching, studying. I remember a long time ago, uh, my friend, one of my friends, one of my brothers, he asked Omar, do he know Damian Lillard? And um, Omar said, who? He said, you know, Damian Lillard. He said, man, I don't, I don't know who that is. You got to ask Sharif, man. I don't stalk them boys like Sharif do. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so it was funny that he felt like right. Sharif be stalking them boys, right. but Sharif right. was studying. Study. Mm. And so so when he get into the gym, he doing things that nobody else is doing because he can't get it out of his mind. He just been watching it for so long. So, again, that's his development. So why would I take Chris Paul mm -hmm. and, and, and let them share the, the, you know, the opportunity of running this team? This is why... I reclass Omar so he can run his own team. Right. Sharif can run his own team. Right. If I bring somebody in there 
then they're taken away from the development of the kid, right? Because as a point guard, you don't see the first quarter like you do the fourth quarter. Right. Mm. And you can't capitalize on the mistakes that, like, as a point guard, you start to see the backside falling asleep. So he could tell Isaac in the second quarter, number 45 ain't paying attention, right? Mm. Like, I'm going to go left. His eyes won't be on me. Go back door and throw the lob. If he's sitting on the bench, he can't capitalize on the mistakes, right? Mm. This guy's throwing a lazy pass, you know, to the wing. Third pass, I'm taking that on the fourth one. I'm jumping this passing lane. But if you only get to watch two passes, then you're on the bench because another guy's in it. How do you capitalize off the mistakes that you – because it's, it's growing. The game right. is growing, right? right. So yes. it's all about development. And, and, no, I won't take a kid, even if he's great, if it's going to disrupt somebody else's development. Man, that was that was so well put. Bro. Yo, yeah. Yo, that was – whether, yeah, And whether they or us agree or disagree this, with it, he – he stated why he his his stance on that, which is dope. Yeah, bro, that was that was that was so well put. So so now you take that squad that 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 squad that was the, the the throwaways from from when they were little. You take them, build them up to be the number one team in the country. Mm-hmm. Now you got at this point. Are you thinking? Well, no, I'm not going to go there yet. I'm not going to go there yet. At this point, now you're saying, okay, college bound. The next step. Next step is what college they're gonna go to. Well, well, let's let's go back because how many of them went to went to high school together? They all went to high school together. So was that your plan all along? No, they all lived in the same district. Wow, crazy! They all lived That's in the same. Wild, see, they all again was from Powder Springs in the same area. No move-ins. They just they they went there, right? So what happened was Omar and Sharif went to private school. And they only went to private school because they was going to um, elementary school and they had all straight A's, all straight A's. But then they was with, you know, as you playing basketball, they with some friends and they asking the friends. I think I heard them talking in the car. They talking about a peninsula. They talking about an island. They talking about um, a river, a lake. So they didn't know what a peninsula was. They didn't know a lot of these things they didn't know. And they was talking to kids in their same um Great, but these kids went to private school. Right. So in my mind, I'm like, damn. So the same way I told you, like earlier when I was in uh, high school and trying to read the paper, I couldn't yeah. read. I said, man, I need to go back to school. Wow. It's the same way I was thinking for my kids. Like here they are, straight A students. They don't know what a peninsula is. These guys that's in the same grade as them are educatedly, um, um, as far as education, is way further than they are. Mm-hmm. So I said. I gotta put them in private school because they straight A students in it, and, and they, you know, for lack of better words, they just not as smart as I think they should be. So they went to private school. Mm-hmm. So now as they coming up through private school, now they're in eighth grade. Now this is the only thing that I had to make a decision on. Everybody else was homegrown. They they had to go to McEachin. So Omar Sharif go to Walker. They can't play on the same team. They fight. You know who gonna get the ball? Who gonna take it out? You know who gonna take the shot? They just fight all the time. They need their own team. One of y'all got to come to McEachin because that's where we zoned that. And so Omar was the oldest twin, so I let him pick, let him choose. They both wanted to stay at Walker, both of them. Now I'm explaining to him, I'll be able to spend more time with you. I'll be in the gym with you 24-7. Whoever stays at Walker, I'm not going to be in the gym with you. You understand what I'm saying? It's just going to be hard. So because all the kids that is, is in McEachin, and that's where we hub at. So, um... They both wanted to go to Walker. I told Omar to pick. He picked Walker. So by default, Sharif had to go to McKeach. Wow. And he didn't want to. And so um, that was the only thing that we had to do. Like, we had to make a decision yeah. for one of them. And so he came to McKeach and, and, you know. Wow. That's the way it went. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, 
Wow. Um, so at this point, so at this point, you, you got everybody at McKeechan together. You got the squad together. And now, now y'all are like a nap. It's the phenomenon. That's a real phenomenon going on now. Like y'all, y'all go down to, um, and let, let, let's be clear. Everybody had, you had Isaac, mm-hmm. you had Stretch, you had, um, I mean, you just, you, you know had, how we got Stretch? Huh? You know how we got Stretch? Huh? You know how we got Stretch? No. So, <laughs> Stretch was, you remember Isaac Martin? Yeah. Right. So Isaac Martin, you know, he was going to come over, you know, I had a plan for Isaac Martin too. It's crazy, but stretch lived in Isaac Martin subdivision. So stretch was just outside. He, he had nowhere to go. So I think they brought him to the gym, but he just stayed there. He didn't practice with us. Didn't do anything. And, um, from the gym, nobody came to pick him up. So I'm like, well, what the hell is it? We got to close the lights out. Where, where the, who coming to pick you up? He like, oh, coach, I don't know. Um, I think I forget the guy's name was supposed to pick him up. Nobody picked him up. So he come to my house. So the next day, I'm like, well, shit, you here. Get, get, you got some shoot. Like, get, get in the layup line. So he get in the layup line. He can't make the layup. He can't do the ball. He can't do nothing with the ball. And um, how tall is he? About six, nine. About six, eight, six, nine. Right. But he cannot, he cannot play basketball. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Put him out there. He, so they take the ball from. As soon as he get it, just take it from. Him. They run down the court. So, um, the next day, nobody shows up again. So by then, he's saying he telling me about his living conditions. He's right. like, Coach, please, you know, can I stay here? And I'm like, Stay here? Like, can't stay? Like, I don't even know. Where's your parents? Where's this? So now he's telling me what's going on, and I'm like, Damn. So I'm trying to get the guy on the phone. I can't get the guy on the phone for weeks. So I said, Listen, I don't know what's going on, but for right now you know, Stretch is going to have to be on his team. So they, yo, listen, they crying. Like, li- literally, like, Omar, no, it's not like they, they do not want this kid on the team. Like, he's just, he's that bad at this point. So we trying to run, you know, we run script. Like, no, don't put him on my team. Don't put him on my team. Like, they do not want this kid a part of the team whatsoever because he just, you know, they, they in the eighth grade now. Right. And, um. They pretty, you know, they they solid. They they know they group. They know who's good and who's not good. So, um, finally got in touch with the guy. Probably two weeks later, he like, look, I'm gonna come over there, holler at you. So he came to talk to me. He was in a bad situation. Kids in a bad situation. You know, if you could keep him, I'm like, keep. I'm like, yo, listen, man. Stress, like, please don't send me back. I said, All right, cool. Don't worry about it. You ain't gotta go back. That's how we stayed. And then from that, he had to work. You know what I'm saying? He had to work. He had to be in the gym. So he started working, started being in the gym. Next thing you know, of course, we're going to breed character. We're going to breed toughness. You know what I'm saying? He's getting all these things. And before you know it, he gets scholarship offers. You know what I'm saying? And now he's at the University of Auburn. So they didn't want him to come back. Like, nobody pick him. Tell him his name. Uh, Baba Tunde, King Bowler. So now listen, no, mm-hmm. nobody pick him. Nobody pick him three, four months. Like, you know, now he make number 11 on the team. They pick, you know, I let them pick their team, old school, earn your keep. Yeah. Your peers know who good, who not good. If you guys keep getting picking last, you should be the last person out this gym. Right, right. So they picking every time, stretches off to the side. Nobody picks them. Nobody picks them. By month six, seven, <laughs> who got first pick? <laughs> I got stretched. <laughs> he the first pick. And so Omar, Sharif, man, Isaac, everybody, man, they fell in love with stretch. You know what right. I'm saying? Once they said, all right, well, fuck it, you here. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, this is my brother, and they now they're inseparable. You know what I mean? They're inseparable. I, I think you. I, I swear, man. I think you made the shamrocks or something, bro. Like everything, everything just lined up for you, man. Like, but not. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, I, they say luck is what opportunity meets preparation, mm-hmm. and you just you taking you just you just took full advantage of of no, the that, But I disagree because number one, it wasn't luck. Number two, it was. It was in my heart. You understand what I'm saying? Like, okay. you got to remember, these kids don't That's nobody true. want. Stretch, right. these people could have took Stretch. Right. Nobody want them. Right. Right. These people could have took Isaac. Nobody want These people could have Jet, Quinn, Omar, Sharif. Nobody wanted them. Like, funny thing is, they didn't want Taya either. They didn't want Taya. Like, Taya was on a team with Mia. She did not touch the floor. She did not touch the floor in the fourth grade. Did not touch the floor. Never got in the game. Didn't touch the floor. Fine. Going to an AU team. This was Landy. This was the Pistols. We already got our team. Okay, no problem. Well, I wish they would have said that before they put out no flyer. Come and try out for workout. I'm like, well, listen, man. Shit, what is ten, twenty dollars to try out? So listen, man. Just she's here. We drove an hour and a half. Can she at least just try out? I know she ain't gonna make the team. Let her try out. They go huddle up. They like, nah, we can't let her try out. And then, um. I think somebody, I think one of the people probably didn't show up and we was walking out and they kind of needed another person. So they like, look, if you pay, we'll let her work out. But she she can't make the team. I'm like, no problem. Like, just let her get some work. So she gets out there. It's, 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 it's nine people. She make 10. She gets out there and hour and a half later, like, yo, can you bring her back tomorrow? I'm like, bring her back for what? Nah, like, you know what I mean? She's going to try out for another team because I said, y'all ain't got no spot for her. I get home, Lane calls her, listen, you know, I appreciate you bringing her. I just want to tell you, we don't pick teams to Sunday, but she made the team. Like, come on, man. Wow. Come on with the funny stuff, man. Wow. But again, they didn't want her either, you know? And so so when you say luck means yeah, I get opportunity, preparation, it's like, nah, because these is kids that nobody want. And, and I could have been one of those people who didn't want him either, right? right. Like, I, I could have been one of those kids. Yeah, but, absolutely. yo, you know Alan Bree, right? This this is this is um just us in a nutshell, right? Alan Bree, who's at Providence right now. Yes. He came. He tried out for the, for, the, for the middle school team. He tried out. I said, listen, I'm taking 10 people. I cannot take more than 10 because it's just too much. It's yeah. hard to develop with that, right? So we have a kid who um who... I feel like I got, I got, so now I'm taking 10, so now I'm going to push it to 12. These other two kids playing really, really hard. They they look good. Like, they might could do something later on in life. So I said, okay, I'm going to take, I got 11 people. I need a 12 spot. I'm going to take 12. Allen and this other kid. I said, listen, I roll the ball out. Y'all play one-on-one first, one-on-seven. Y'all win. We got the spot. Okay. It's only one spot now. Everybody else not going to make it. But these two kids, eh, you know, they number 12. So I roll the ball out. Kid beat the kids 7 0. Mm. Alan Breed lost 7 0, right? Oh, fuck it. Everybody jump up. All right, you on the team, you on the team. We huddling up, we huddling up. Alan Breed and his dad walking out the door, looking at the door. About to get through the door. Say, yeah, 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 come back, come back, come back. Man, you on the team too, goddammit. Like, I seen something <laughs> in the kid. Now, I didn't like the fact that he didn't fight. Hard enough to 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 get seven six, you know, but yeah. seven zero. I just feel like he ain't try hard enough. Right. But I seen something in the kid. Again, nobody else would have took him. Right. I take him. The kid developing. He training. Me and his father, brothers now. But 
you know, again, this is a kid that nobody probably would have took. And before you know it, man, he's one of the best kids on our team. Yes. And he's at University of Providence right now, right? And they went in, they doing big things, and he got a chance to be a pro. So how did you, once y'all started to, to flow, because y'all went down to, um, what's, the, what's the tournament down in Miami? Uh, City of Palms. City of Palms. And it was like, Y'all were y'all y'all were really walking around like the Beatles, man. It, 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 y'all were big, man. Y'all, yeah, y'all y'all became big. And Sharif, Sharif's um, popular popularity was just growing, it was just growing, growing. And the team's popularity was growing. How did you? What did you do to keep everybody humble? See, I guess for us, like you know, our motto is right. And this is crazy. It's crazy that Sharif reiterated it to me later on in life right so we don't play for nothing but wins and losses that's all we play for whether it's running to see who gets to the car first who gonna take the trash out hey i need the remote who gonna run and beat you know what i mean get yeah. the remote so it was that competition on repeat right so yeah. um the championship and the trophy don't mean nothing right it's just what we gonna do tomorrow like what are we doing today like what are we doing to get better so that was their mentality so um after winning you know all these championships and so forth and so on it's crazy because i've always said that like what are y'all happy for like we're not we plan for wins and losses like you win you lose like you get up and you do it again so after all the success remember that next year this is the senior year yeah and um we put the schedule together sharif want to play everybody everybody going now it's just you by yourself he, right, because he, he always he was a year got, younger. He had just got Naismith Player of the Year, mm -hmm. Max Preps Player of the as Year, a junior, junior, yeah. Mister Mr. Georgia right. Basketball right. as a right. junior. Yeah, so you say he want to play everybody, yeah. right? Because that's when he brought Christopher to McEachin. Yeah, he's the right. number one player in the country, right? So now it's like he want to play. He want to go to City of Palms. He want to play all the national teams in the country. We start off the country. We start off the the, uh, the season probably like number four in the country, right? right. So for me, it's just like okay, you're a senior. It's your victory lap, right? Like, we just going, we ain't looking for none of that. Like, you already, who you are. Yeah. We going to play the teams around the way. We play yeah. a little couple of games. We going to Floyd Mayweather. We going we gonna to set the schedule friendly because we don't have this, the, the, the roster to do that, right? Right. And I set him down and I um, tried to explain this to him. He looked me dead in my face and said, well, what we doing it for? Ain't it about where we going? It's not about today, right? This is what he said to me. It's not about today, right? It's about getting better, right? It's about wins and losses, right? So why you don't want to play the best? Mm. You scared? This is what he said to me. This is what he said to you. He said to me, look at me in my eyes. Pick up the phone call, Damon. I said, Damon, man, stack the schedule up, man. God, <laughs> man. This is what he said to me. Right, right. You understand? So right. to answer your question, Nah, they don't they don't they don't see it as they doing something. Even after winning the championship, the yeah. state championship going undefeated, the season was over. You know, Sharif went to the gym. I said, How you feel? He said, Man, I thought I would feel like happy, but I don't really feel nothing. You know, I just want to keep getting better. This after the championship. We in the gym, bro, training after he won the state championship. Nice. Yeah. Just, so I think it was rooted plan, from man. yeah, from 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 a kid. No, nah, that's what's up. So now Moving on, so moving on to college, I gotta ask this: Why Auburn? Why? Because because it could have been Kentucky, it mm -hmm. could have been Kansas, it could have been North Carolina, Duke. Why Auburn? 
Why did you make? Because we, because everybody was was everybody was saying what they thought was going to happen. But wow. Yeah. See, I guess me, I'm just the type of person that, um, it's about the little things people don't see. You know what I'm saying? Um, first of all, for me, I have to see a situation that looks like the kid belongs there before you open your mouth to me. You can't you can't sell me on a situation. I got to see the situation and see the kid there thriving in that situation, right? So when you see the kid that went to Tennessee, that Bruce Pearl coach, shot up all the basketballs, you know what I mean? You see Jared, who's who's wasn't a top 100 kid, go there and shoot up all the basketballs. You see how he, he uses point guards. So you can see a point guard coming in there thriving, right? So now it's like, Okay, how do he see the kid? This is any situation, not just Auburn. How do he see the kid? All right, since seventh grade, he's been at every game. He tried to come to a middle school game to see him play, but it's a violation, so he couldn't do it. And, and I was telling him not to do it. But this is Sharif in the seventh grade. He wanted to come see him play, right? And um, Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl, right? right? So he's recruiting him seventh grade. I'm telling him every single game he's there. Not only is he there, He's arguing with the referees. Like, that's that's not a walk. That's not a travel. Like, you know what I mean? That's a foul. Like, you know, I'm like, you would think he was, like, on our bench. Right? In, Coach in, the... Okay, in favor for uh, Sharif. Yes, for gotcha. Sharif, right. Isaac, stress. Right. Like, for your he, team. All right, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I'm like, you know what I'm watching? I see it through the side eye and stuff. And I'm like, okay, he's not coming in, peeking in, going to see. Like, mind you, it's 30 games going on. Yeah. Right. He's not peeking in this game, going to another game. He's like got that six. He's <laughs> sitting right there right. the whole six. entire game. Right. Making eye contact after the game, staying through the game to, hey, good job. You know what I'm saying? Before he move on, he makes sure we out the gym before he even go to another gym. Mm. Now, I don't know if this by plan, if by design, or he just loved the way the kids play, right? Right. So, Sharif started feeling like, yo, like, I really like this, you know, the coaches here, Steve and all those people. And then he watching them play. So, when I seen Sharif start to chair for Auburn, even before he committed, maybe ninth grade, tenth grade, he's cheering for them. Like now, he's a part of what they got going on. So I think maybe Sharif in the tenth grade, Isaac in eleventh grade, right? We got practice. And um, for me, it ain't about the assist, it ain't about the, the the shot. It's about the right pass. Whether it's the kick ahead, whether it's it's about the right pass, the right shot. So I think two times in a row, somebody missed the right pass. Everybody on the floor. I mean, I'm screaming. Everybody on the floor. A hundred push-ups right now. Get on the floor. They on the floor. I look over to the side. This dude, Bruce Pearl, on the floor with him. Come on, man. He on the floor with him, bro. He on the floor with him. I'm coaching. He pacing up and down down the sideline. Like, I thought he was crazy. He pacing up and down the sideline. Good shot. Good defense. Good job, fellas. Like, I'm talking about up and down the sideline. Like, this is in practice. He's just sitting there, you know, a couple coaches in there watching the practice. I, I was I was blown away, bro. And I'm like, bro, if 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 he want a kid out of this program, you got him. I'm surprised there ain't no coaches just leave out the gym right there. Like we ain't getting we ain't beating this dude for this. Bro, he, he was bro. he was not playing with these kids, man. He was not playing. So at that point, you know, it's like you I already see that they can thrive in the system, right? You see how you doing Chum, you see how you doing Jarvis, you got Isaac, you got Sharif. You see how he doing the big fella? Um, what's the big fella name? The big fella uh, that came there. The big fella. He supposed to have been the one and done kid. Came in January. Oh yeah. Um, what? Big fella. Uh, he was there a few years ago. He went to that final. He was on Final Fourteen. I know Westlake. 
No, no, not Chuma. Not Chuma. The big, big fella, big seven footer. I can't. Kept getting hurt and stuff like that. I think he was he was involved. But anyway, you see how he how he treat his guys, and it's like now, okay, him. the floor is there. I see how you treat the guys there. Now how you gonna treat our guys? Once that all married, it's like man, like. And they and, and Sharif and Isaac and them they just talking to each other like, hey, let's they didn't have to. They didn't they have to because he he was creating bonds with them guys that wow. it was beyond me, man. It was beyond me. So it's it's like this for me, right? Um, you got a house, a home, right? You got cable, the fight coming on. Yeah. Um, TV clear, everything clear, picture clear, no skipping in the internet, none of that stuff. And he's like, well, who you got? I got Comcast. When you go get another house, what you going to get? What, what cable provider you going to get? Same one I've been working Comcast, right? Like, these dudes is perfect for me, right? Yeah. right? Like, I got a carpenter. This right. dude do carpentry. I got a mechanic. Right. This man bag. Right. You going to refer your mechanic, right? So, yeah, so if you got this guy that's hitting a hundred and he does everything you're supposed to do for the kid, you'll be a fool. Not not yeah. to send, like, you understand what I mean? So that's how I look at it. Okay, so moving along. They go there. They have great careers. They all become pros. Mm -hmm. You represent them along with your daughter. But when did that be? You want to wait on it? Because you might be asking the same question. When did that become a plan? Right. Was that always a plan right. to represent them as their agents right. now? Or did that just happen? Did you, did you just maybe once you saw they okay, these, they're about to be pros. I like guiding them. I want to get, or did you maybe plan this years ago, ago, you might have said, I want to be an agent. So when did, it, when did that come into play for you? If, um, I think it was more so of, yeah, there was always thoughts of doing the agency mm -hmm. when, you know, the right time and when you're going to do it and so forth and so on. And it was like, um, first again, keeping the main thing, the main thing about basketball, it ain't about the NBA. Like I wouldn't let them wear NBA socks. I wouldn't let them wear NBA hats and all that other stuff. Like, you know, the funny thing is funny, man, because they was in John Lucas camp. Mm -hmm. And um, they took a picture. All the kids took a picture with the pros, right? With the NBA guys that was there, they took a picture. And um, they, I see the picture. I'm like, where Sharif was at? Alan Breed was like, man, Alan, Alan Breed's father, Alpha. He said, man, Sharif jumped out the picture. He wouldn't take the picture. I said, why? He said, because they all was in the picture. And, and um, John Lucas said, man, what y'all doing, man? Pros don't take picture with pros. And Sharif jumped out the guy's head. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And so... We don't talk about that. And right. we, it's day, 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 day. So I couldn't think about that. Because mm -hmm. if you start thinking too far ahead, right. you miss the opportunities that's in front of you today. Right. So I never thought about the NBA at that point or being an agent at that point. I was all interested to these kids. And so what happened was I didn't expect Isaac to be a one and done. Because, again, we don't we going to school for four years. We ain't going for no NBA. Now he's one and done. Omar's 17 you his his you know his thing coming up um we got you know still got the Nike situation got the Nike deal so I'm like but now Isaac is going through this through, through the situation and I feel like AOT is you know athletes of tomorrow but it's again it's a it's a family it's not for now it's forever so I feel like I don't think it's right to stay here for them and let him go through this by itself. You understand what I'm saying? So now I have to go through it with him. I got to go through it with him. Now I'm trying to find an agency 
that can represent them. You understand what I'm saying? And in and, and, and trying to do that, I realized that don't none of them know them. They don't know them. They don't they don't know shit about them. They they don't know how to represent them because again, he was never supposed to be a one and done a lottery right. kid. So they kinda right. got on him at the end. Right. And it was COVID hit, right? So they, they don't know nothing about him. Now he don't feel comfortable with this. So he like looking at me like, Why are you meet with all these people? Like, why don't you do it? That's a great question. So what I'm gonna do? Tell him no, nah, I can't do it because right. I gotta comfort it. You know, stay behind with these kids. So I'm like, okay, he going, he going to the next level. Got to go to the next level with him. So him and Taya was at the same time. You know, but I wasn't gonna do it. You know, if he didn't turn around, look me in my eyes and say, yo, why don't you do it? Mm. So I had to do it. But I didn't think it was fair for me to do it by myself. Like I don't want to go through. The, we not gonna go through this together at the same time by ourselves like we don't have enough i don't have enough information i don't have enough knowledge to do this just me and you i can do it right because i've, I've you know done stuff with the girls you know um partner with some people but um you you need you need you need some people who've been through it before which okay. so that's why i partner with young money you know what i mean it was to, to have that that coalition of experience and people who've been through it to say you know um the things that you haven't been through the things that you don't know we know and now I know Isaac. You guys know the business. know the, the business. Let's put that together and let's get the best for Isaac. And that's what formed lifestyle, you know, in the partnership with Young Money. So you got Taya, pro basketball player. Mm -hmm. Sharif, pro basketball player. You getting paid to play basketball up and down, league, G, whatever. Give us an update on Omar. Where what's what's going on with him and also let us know how like does he does he ever feel left out? Because they already made it their far. I know he had the injury, mm -hmm. but tell us, let, let's go into that. Tell us about Omar. I think it's, it's, it's what, you know, um, man was, was trying to hit on earlier, that developmental piece. He kind of felt like, you know, they had the best team in the country at one point. Mm -hmm. And then four or five years later, you look up and it's like, oh, shoot, these dudes, these dudes better than us. They got us right now. And in them four or five years, the only thing that was missing was the heavy development right from from us and we probably trained and developed more than they did right mm -hmm. and so that's the same thing when it comes to omar mm -hmm. right like it was at a time where he was the best kid on the team was he he was better than sharif yeah he was okay better. they would they would take turns okay like, you know what i'm saying like one month he better one month he better okay you know they would take turns yeah. but they both was right there like any given sunday i remember um we was playing in uh in a tournament and um Everybody was playing bad. And I'm like, yo, can't nobody stop this guy? Like, what are we doing? Like, what's going on? He said, like, dad, I got him. I got him. And he stepped up, ripped him three, four, five times, turned the whole game around, probably had like 30 points. We won that game. So it was a point in time where it was like that. But then when they went to Walker, right, I don't know what it is, but Sharif get A's and don't even really do the homework. You know, Omar got to study a little bit longer. So he would not be in the gym as much as Sharif and those guys. So... Then when it transferred, then Sharif came to McKeech and Omar stayed at Walker. Sharif's in gym 21-4-7. Omar wasn't in the gym. And basketball is not important as at Walker as it is at, at McKeech. And so the competitiveness wasn't there. And, the, you know, the just the, you know, the responsibilities of being great wasn't there. It was just like, you know, everybody got to play type of situation. So now you move three, four years of that into to, to a kid. He's just not the same kid. Mm -hmm. So now he started training super, 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 super heavy to get ready for his last year. 
in AAU. Mm-hmm. COVID hit. So now he can't he can't play 17U. So no coaches really got to see him mm-hmm. on that 17U level. And so now COVID hit 17U. So now they take it from him. His senior year in high school, he got injured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now he goes to prep school. COVID. They play like three games. So he's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. So now he goes to JUCO. Still got COVID going on. And, um, you know, he played a few games, but not nothing really crazy. Okay. So now in this summer, he comes home, he working like a dog. Like right. me and him just every day together. And okay. this is the best he's been. So now he goes, he plays in showcase. You know, he come out of there with a lot of offers and so forth and so on. So now he either going to go to JUCO back or he going to go to University of Seattle. So we take the official to University of Seattle. Um, he looked great out there with the team. Everything. Shooters, bigs. I mean, they, they got a really, really good team. But Omar felt like, you know, I'm go back to JUCO. Got my team set up. You know what I mean? He's a different kid now. He's strong. He's bigger. He's bouncy. You know. And um, now he's the version of himself who I felt like he always should have been. But to answer your question, it was a lack of being in the gym. Okay. That that kind of like pushed him down a little bit. So as far as him, um, he 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 not the type of kid. If you look at his social media things, like the things that he posts, the things that he put out, like. Even if it's, you know, something from somebody else that he reposts, it's a, I'm holding myself accountable. You know, it ain't nobody else's fault but mine. He, he that type of guy. So the only thing I would say is, I think at the end of the summer, I think I might have got him a car, right? And um, he said, I said, oh, how you like the car? He said, I like the car. He said, I appreciate it. Thanks, Dad. He said, what I really appreciate more is the time that you took to spend with me this summer. Like, we've really, really gotten a gym, and this is the most time we've ever spent together, and I really appreciate that. So saying that made me feel like, you know, he, he probably did feel like I was with the other kids more than I was with him. But this summer, he felt like, you know, it, it changed. And, and the only reason it did was because, um, again, he, he, he stayed at Walker, and I tried to explain this to him. Like, I almost, I did everything but make him come to Makicha High School. Everything. Even when he said Walker, I took him out to eat. Just me and him. Wow. And I'm telling you what you're missing out on, Oh, You should come to McEachin. Because mm. Sharif wanted to go to Walker, too. You should come to McEachin, and this is why. Think about it. Next day, woke up, let me know. I won't go to Walker. All right. So four years from now, what you can't blame. You got to blame yourself. Wow. So Sharif, you know, he, he, he went... Um, I wanted to ask, how did you feel when he got drafted to the Hawks? Like, what? Everybody had their their opinions on, you know, was that a good pick when he got picked with the Hawks? Like, what what was your thoughts when he got when he got picked with the Hawks? Well, my, my well, first of all, I'm gonna start from the from the beginning. Okay. Second of all, I was very very happy because again, six months ago, he wasn't even playing basketball. We was trying to get him eligible at Auburn. Sure. Right. So here's a kid that you might not might not ever play college basketball. Then you don't know what's going to happen at the pro level because he never got to prove himself at any level except for high school. And, and you know the stigma, oh, he's going to be a good high school player, but he's not going to be good in college, so forth and so on. So to be able to not practice, not, not play, January 10th, I think 12th, we're able to play play a few games from January to February. So he played a month in college and now he getting drafted in July. 
it's it's a dream come true for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm humble. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm happy for him. Yeah. And um. But at the same time, you know, I've spoke to teams who said he's he's he, we're gonna take him. You know, Indiana Pacers are supposed to take him at 13. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they they taking blood the day before the draft. They take they had the house taking blood from him. I talked to him two o'clock day of the draft. I said, "What's up, man? Where we at?" They said, "What you hearing?" You think he'll be there at 13? I said, um, I don't know, but if he did, you want to take him? He said, a thousand percent. I said, okay. This two o'clock on draft day. Spoke oh, to the I've Hawks. I've been there before my business. Yeah, spoke to the it's Hawks. And, and they say, um, man, oh, listen, man, um, we got some intel that Sharif, if he don't go 13 to Indiana, he'll be there at 20. And if he's there at 20, I said, if he's there, at, I said, he said, no, where we got to get to to get him? Like to trade up. I said, man, just just get as far as you can, man. Like, just don't play with it. Make make the move, right? And so they like, um, all right, good. I said, if he's there at 20, you're going to take him? He said, man, the whole room will be doing backflips. I said, all right, cool. You know, so I'm going in there knowing that at worst case scenario, 20 to the Hawks. Houston gave me a guarantee as well at 25. But the 20 to the Hawks or the Pacers? I'm thinking he going 13 to the Pacers because, because two, like, so I heard from somebody else that it's either between – they 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 um they they kind of like they don't know Dav Davion or Sharif right they like you know what I mean so now I'm like and, and oh and and a long shot was the other guy who went a little early a dude that went six uh to OKC point guard from overseas they kind of had them three as they top picks half the room like Sharif the other half like Davion but the other you know but the other guys a dark horse. But I think they're going to take Sharif. Right. So now I'm watching the draft. Six, big boy gone. Nine, Davion gone. So I'm like, about to get the Indiana hat. Like he going, you know what I'm saying, to Indiana. And then they took the guard, the, uh, another dude. So I'm like, what the hell? So from that point on, it's like, it's just getting a little fuzzy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm just going to sit here. OKC had a great workout. They got three picks. Right. I think like 15, 16, 18 or something like that. So they're going to take them with one of these picks. They didn't take them. And then they didn't take, uh, then the Hawks didn't take him at 20. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, cool. Houston going to take him at 21. They'll take him at 20, take him at 24. He ain't go at 24. So I'm getting tech. I'm sorry, man. Exact uh, owner wanted to go or GM wanted to go in a different direction, da, 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 or president, whatever it was. So then once it got to 29 then my phone started ringing, phone started ringing, phone started ringing. But I was just like, you know, at that point, you like, man, these dudes just talking to be talking, man. Like, at this point, man, whoever going to draft, we're going to draft them. You know, then the Hawks like, listen, man, you know, we love them. Please don't let nobody take them. You know, we trying to get up higher. He was our 20th pick, but, you know, Jalen Johnson was in our 10 bubble, right? So when he didn't go in top 10, it was like he was there. He was the only guy in front of Sharif, you know what I mean? Because he's supposed to win the top 10. And so we had to take him. But, you know, he's our first round pick. Please don't let nobody take them. We want them, you know, da 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 So I was kind of mad, you know, like, ah, y'all lied. Like, I'm, I'm I'm done. So I kept hanging up, but then they kept calling. They like, listen, man, we want them. Please let, you know. So they ended up taking them, and um, the rest is history. I asked Sharif how he felt. I said, how you feel about tonight? He said, man, I'm with the Hawks now. It don't even matter. Right. You know, that's how he felt. So I was happy. So was there ever a, a time, time where you wanted him to stay in school? Yeah, actually, that's a great question. I, um, so, 
that was a conversation I had with him. I wanted him to stay in school because Sharif is a, is a rhythm player. When he's in the gym, he's a different type of dude that was taken from him. So he had no legs. He had no shot. He had no rhythm, right? He willed his way through college. Willed his way, right? 10 o'clock, the day of the 12 o'clock game, he was totally could play. Go get your shoes. He ran in there, got his shoes. He wasn't supposed to start. He was only supposed to play 10 minutes. He wasn't taking no for answer, right? Let me ask you this, though, just to back up a little bit. Mm -hmm. How did him not play? Because for viewers who don't know, the NCAA held his eligibility up to mm -hmm. play when he went to Auburn. Mm -hmm. so, so, how, so he didn't play for how many months? They made him stop being with the team in June. So he, he went in June, and then like three weeks into that, they was like, he can't be a part of the team no more. How did he deal with that? Well, he it was hard for him because because he he don't understand like well, what are they talking about, right? So for those who don't understand, they wanted to go through all my financial records, right? From business, personal, AU, from um, the Nike deal, they wanted it all, not just now, but from four years ago. So they wanted four years of my tax return, four years of my um, bank statements from business, personal, my Nike deal. They wanted all these things. And I'm like, for what? Right? Like, what do you want these things? Like, I'm not going to college. Sharif is. Right. Like, what What are me giving you this information going to prove anything about Sharif, right? Like, what is it going to prove? Right? So, shouldn't you be going through his bank stuff? Right? So, for a long time, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. You understand what I'm saying? But then I thought out loud. And I said, listen, after like November, they still not clamoring them. They like, they not budging. You know, I got two lawyers, Auburn got a lawyer, and I said to myself, riding back, because I talked to Sharif, and I'm like, Sharif, I'm not giving him nothing. Like, I'm not doing it, right? And he like, all right, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, what you want to do? Now, I got a deal in China for $2 million. You can go over there, you can play for $2 million, or you can wait it out here. He said, I'm just going to wait it out here. Like, I don't want to go over there. Like, I want to play at Auburn. So I'm like, if it take you four years to get eligible, you still want to play at Auburn? He said, yeah. I said, all right, cool. So now I'm riding home. Now I got to self-check myself. I'm on my way home. And I'm like, everybody talk about they'll do anything for their child. I'll die for my child. I'll I ride for my child. i do all this for my child. And I'm riding back home talking about I ain't giving the NCAA my bank records for my child. So I had to look myself in the face and say, come on, bro. Like, like stop it. Like, get out your feelings and go get these people what they want to get your son eligible. You understand what I'm saying? So I had to, you know go against my beliefs because they're a thousand percent wrong but it ain't about me you know what i mean so ain't nothing in there you know you could get punched drunk by these zeros if you want but it ain't no ain't nothing foul in there so i did it and it took them again ain't nothing in there they just keep going over and send me this send me this send me this they nitpicking at that point so we got some powerful people involved and said you know what make a decision right now this is 10 o'clock the day of the game so he was able to play 10 o'clock day of the game now mind you i'm sorry Three days before that, they was like, okay, he can practice, right? And so now, but he can't practice with the team because they don't know if he's playing, so he's on a red shirt team, you know, and he ain't getting no reps, he ain't getting none of that. So now, 10 o'clock the day of the game, say he can play. He goes out there, no legs. You know, you, you're a ball player, right? Like, the first thing to go is your legs. So that's why at the end of the game, it, he barely get the ball up to the rim. So for me, it was like this. To answer the question, it was like, I know how you play. I just feel like the world ain't see you play yet. They, you willed your way through that. He averaged 20 points, eight assists um, in, in one month, right? And I'm like, 
Sharif, right now they got you slated as a lottery pick. You didn't end the season. You didn't play in a tournament. If you come back next year, I promise you'll be a top five pick because I know what he's going to do. Right. With the rhythm. Right. You know what I mean? Learning his teammates. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Being able to hit them and understand. And, and being having the offseason with them too. Yeah, having yeah, the yeah, offseason, yeah. getting with the coaches, yeah. getting with the film. I just know that he's going to destroy college basketball the same way the great point guards that we've seen, the Chris Jacksons, the Trey Youngs. He's going to do that in college. And I felt like he needed to go back to school to show them that. And um, had a conversation with him, and he like, well, whatever you think I should do, like, I'm with it. And I'm talking to Bruce, he like, he can't come back. Mm. He got to go, right? Because we don't know what next year looked like. They got him slide as a lottery pick. The worst case scenario, mid-first round. I've talked to everybody in the league. He's going to be a first-round pick. He got to go. He can't come back here. You know, this is this is what Bruce saying. And um, I'm going back and forth with Bruce. Like, I don't care what nobody else saying. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I know what's best. For Sharif and he like well, I don't want a chance that oh I, I don't want a chance I would love to have him back but he gotta go and then I'm talking to NBA executives and they like look the agent he's role. gonna be a first round pick I wouldn't chance it okay let's say he go back to school I mean, he can still be a lottery pick but let's say he can go 13 12 9 you gonna send him back to try to get him to go 5 4 like it just doesn't make sense like you know so from all the professional people that I spoke to it was like he gotta go it just, it's just, he has to go. And so from that point, standpoint, I said, you know what? I probably just going to have hey, to. Hey, Bruce, if you use this as a hell of a recruiting tool, make sure you shout us out, Bruce Pearl. Because he's really <laughs> giving you a lot of leg up on recruiting right now. <laughs> nah, Bruce is, Bruce is who he is, man. Right. And again, like, you know, everybody wouldn't fit that right. that style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's, there's certain players who fit that style they should go here but if you don't fit that style then maybe you know what i mean that may not be the school for you like bruce pearl gotta come for you if he come for you right then you should probably go but if you gotta convince him right to take him right then maybe that you know that might not be the school right but he's 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 he, 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 he that guy man when it comes to you know taking care of his kids and putting them in position oh, to be man. and then i'm talking about like hold on let's just step back for a little bit and it's just about auburn it's about bruce pearl like how they fought for Sharif mm -hmm. is, is incredible. Mm, you understand what I'm that. saying? Yeah. How they fought for him, how Bruce Pearl fought for him, I mean, is incredible, right? Like what he did off camera, right? Like to the point where he's talking to the AD and he's putting demands on the AD. Like if you don't, then I won't. You understand what I'm mm. saying? Like for Sharif and his eligibility because he felt like it was unjust and it was it was wrong right. what they was doing to the kid. Now he could say, hey man, I got a team to coach. Y'all figure that out. No. Every step of the way. He was in phone calls. He was in meetings. He was right. calling governors. He was calling mayors. He was calling the president. Like he didn't give a damn. Listen, we need to fix this because it's wrong. Same thing with Stretch. When Stretch got deported back to yeah. the country, he yeah. could have gave up on Stretch. Yeah. He fought every single step of the way until Stretch came back to America. Most kids, when they when they um when they uh adversity nah when they uh with the Get thing that they need what's the uh, i20 when i20 expires i20 expire yeah and you let it expire and you don't take your butt over there and do what you got to do to get it rectified and they catch you and send you back you ain't coming back right so that's what happened to him but he he came with me i don't know nothing about i20 stretch ain't get recruited he wasn't right. even a basketball kid he was right. just 
doing that as a humanitarian with a kid that didn't have no place to go. So come on, we're we going to love you and treat you like you're ours. But I have no recollection on I-20. I don't know anything about it. McKeachin took him because now he's he's my child and you got to let this kid be in school. Yeah. Not for basketball, but to be in school. Right, yeah. That's a public school. They don't know nothing about I-20. Right. So I-20 expired and he had to go back home. And they denied him. He can't come back. They fought tooth to nail to get that man eligible. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't have to. So I guess what I'm saying about Bruce is that um, it's more than about basketball, man. Okay. I mean, he, of course, he That's do what he do when the camera's on, but when the camera's is off, he's living it, man. He, but see, you, and, and you know, and just and we all, we 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 all are familiar with college basketball, football, just how coaches are, how these coaches are. You don't hear this. You don't hear because because this is loyalty. Mm -hmm. he, he, this sounds like he just is like a super loyal dude, man. That's mm -hmm. good to know, man. I'm a, um, so I'm gonna go this real quick. Like all this you telling us you did for all three of your kids, kids that you wasn't your biological kid. Mm -hmm. Before camera came on, you was telling me a little bit about your history. Couldn't read, couldn't go to, didn't play at the end of college, uh, high school. Touch on that for a few minutes and and let us know how that did that motivate you to be this. I'm gonna call you a super dad. You know what I mean? Did that, you know, if you want to just tell us a little bit about why you didn't play college basketball or the years that you did play. Just a little, you know what I mean? Well, I think the super dad part comes from, you know, my father being incarcerated, right? With life in prison. Mm -hmm. um, my mom being an addict, right? In, in, in the Jersey streets <coughs> and growing up with four, with two sisters and a brother. Um, not knowing where our next meal was going to come from, you know, not knowing anything, man. So for me, it was more so of the super dad part comes from, okay, when I have children, I want to make sure, you know, me and their mom is in the same house, right? They're growing up with a mom and a dad, right? And giving them the love and the support. Like, I remember being 11 years old, walking down the street, like, that dude, dark skin, he kind of looked like me. I wonder if that's my dad, you know what I'm saying? Like, having that feeling walking in the streets, I just wanted to make sure my kids never had that feeling, you know? So... I think the super dad part comes from not wanting them to feel like I felt growing up, right? And then as far as the school part, like, no, I could read. Like, I was a very, very smart kid in school all the way up until, like, ninth grade. I remember it like it was yesterday. And my mother's my heart. I love her like nothing else. But it was a point in time where I was getting straight A's in school, great student, and I felt like I did everything to please my mom. And it was around the time, you remember the HSPT? You had to take the HSPT? And you had to pass that to get out of high school. Okay. I was one of three kids, I think, that passed it as a freshman. And I ran home to show it to my mom. Like, look, mom, 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 mom. And she just tossed it on the, on the uh, table. Like, it meant nothing. And this is, like, right after basketball, you know, where she probably came to one game, fell asleep in the stands. And um, so I could kind of see, like, her not really paying enough attention to, you know, what I was doing to the point where I handed that paper and she just threw it down. I'm like, like, you know, touching the backboard was a big thing back in the day. So when I passed this test, this is my first time. I was so happy. I ran, I touched the backboard. Like this, this explains how happy I was. So when I came home to share the happiness, it was like, so at that point I started feeling like, you know, school it must not mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? Don't mean nothing to the person who I wanted to mean something to. So it must not mean nothing to me, you know? So I stopped really caring about school at that point. So now going into my sophomore year, I start being in the street, hanging in the street, and that superseded school. So now as a 10th grader, I'm like, I'm transferring, 
right? Like I think something happened in school where I was talking to a guy, Cleon Hill, one of my one of my best friends growing up. He's talking to somebody else. And my coach at the time was our teacher. So he looked at me and said, CD after practice, conditioning details. I'm like, for what? Like, I ain't say a word. CD after practice. I'm like, man, I'm not, I'm not doing no CD. If you ain't doing it, don't show up. I'm like, I ain't coming then. So now he coming to my house every day. I'm like, nah, I'm done. I'm transferring. Like, I ain't going there. And um, then I transferred and couldn't play because you eligibility rolling. By then I was in the street, so it was over. So now from 14 to, to, to 16, no reading, no writing, no anything. So a bunch, bunch of people got indicted, 40, 50 people got indicted, and I'm reading the paper. And it's taking me like, damn, the hours to read this paper. And I'm like, damn, like I can't read no more. Like, no, nah, I can't do this. Like, I'm, I'm going to take GED classes. I'm going to go to, you know, night school. I'm going to do something because I'm not, I'm not about to be no dummy. You know, and so that's when took GED, did all those things, ended up going to Jersey State College, you know, the freshman All-American, Street and Smith, Dick Vitale, all those things. I think we won a championship. And then um, after my second year there, I ended up um, ended up getting recruited by St. John's. I went to MB, uh, ABCD camp. They okay. was, it was, uh, you know, coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was... Um, counselors okay the, the college kids can go as counselors okay so i was picked to be one of the counselors and we was playing against um you know all the all guys from uconn shaheem holloway okay. ed coder all those dudes there and i'm just 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 tanning camp up man so at that point adidas you know got on me i'll start talking to adidas they put the trying to put a, uh you know ask me about a deal and so forth and so on st john's i went up there played zinda hamilton all those guys and then um got in trouble so when I got in trouble, it all just, you know what I mean? All that stuff just stopped. But I was, I was, I remember in eighth grade, I had like 88 points in a game in eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like that. Yeah. yeah. Somebody, yeah. So did you get your, 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 a jersey retired or something like that? You know? Yeah. Those was my, my guys did that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my guys did that. They just like, you know, they retired my jersey from the high school that I went to. What they said, we ain't even talking to the school or yeah. the school board. We going to retire your joint. Yeah. That's how that went. But, um, yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't more like I couldn't read. It was more like I don't like the way I'm reading. You know what I mean? Right. So I had to push myself to be able to, you know, get out of that that feeling that I felt, you know, when it came to that. Yeah. Hey, this, right. this, 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 yeah. this is a good this one. Is a good. This was good. Real, real, real quick, because I know my producer will kick me in my ass if I don't ask this. This season one, season two, in, in, in the spring or somewhere, when the time's right, can we get your kids on here to tell yeah. their part of the story? Definitely. You hear that, Mikey? Yeah, that'd be I know that's what you wanted, right, Mike? That'd be interesting. No, this was this was everything, everything that I that I imagined and more, bro. Yeah. Like, like seriously. Um, cause like I say, when me and you have had every conversation that we've had, I, you might not even remember, but I remember because you've enlightened me every time we've talked. Mm-hmm. I I walked away with something. You know what I'm saying? Our last conversation at Lake Point, you just t- talking to me about. Things that you thought that I could have done better with Messiah, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? With just, just man, and I, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate, I appreciate you being the man that you are and taking care of not just your kids, but uh, but but kids in the community, man. You know what I'm saying? And thank you, and thank you that. for coming today, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Man. Appreciate thanks for having me. Nah, thanks for coming. CGN, we all we got. <laughs>